This is in Stimulate Your Mind, the podcast by Moses Kuria, a weekly mental health podcast that merges information in psychology, neuroscience, research, and personal experiences to help you make informed decisions on your mental health. We're living in an overstimulated society of indulgence. Here, you'll find tools, resources, and hope for your mind and existence. Here's the latest episode of Unstimulate Your Mind. I'm recording this on the 7th of May, 2023, Sunday, when I also get to release the podcast. It also means I'm a year older now, which is something I'm grateful for. Uh, Thursday, 4th May was my birthday. Celebrate it. I'm sort of indoors, didn't mention it a lot, but I'm grateful for the messages and the love that I was shown on that day. And grateful also, it almost means that the podcast has been around for over a year, well over a year now. And I'm grateful for the impact that we've had and a year in, projects I'm working on and the partnerships that I've been able to get along the way. Got to spend my birthday with Strathmore University Mental Health Club and it was great just doing a Q&A with them, helping them with their mental health. That was really great. I'm looking forward to this new week and so many other things in the next one year of my life and also in the next one year of this podcast and in our, you and I's, next one year. Also, it's Mental Health Awareness Month. I'm looking forward to doing two episodes every single week. So there's the episode you're about to listen to on mental health and then there'll be another one on Friday. So this month, there'll be at least two episodes every week. Get down on mental health. If you have any questions you'd love me to answer or an expert, I'm definitely looking forward to collaborating in the podcast and outside the podcast with other creators and other mental health professionals, of course, to help you make informed decisions every day. Of course, and I'll never stop reminding you to leave a rating and a review on the podcast helps in keeping the podcast in the chats and helps in making sure other people are getting this message every single day. You may have already seen the title, which is on people pleasing and its effects on our mental health. And that's exactly what we are looking into. You may have a friend, according to psychologytoday.com, who pushes aside his needs to accommodate the needs of everyone else. The people pleaser needs to please others for reasons that may include fear of rejection, insecurities, the need to be well-liked. If he stops pleasing others, he thinks everyone will abandon him. He'll be uncared for and unloved. Or he may fear failure. If he stops pleasing others, he will disappoint them, which he thinks will lead to punishment or negative consequences. The tendency to please is related to dependent personality disorder. While the people pleaser may not need others to do things for them, they do have a need for others. Regardless, the pleasing personality is also related to masochistic personality type, which also corresponds to dependent personality. So, what are the traits of a people pleaser? You may recognize the characteristics of an overly giving person. They come across as too eager to lend a hand. They do so because they need you to need them. The people pleaser may have traits that include low self-worth, accommodates everyone else's needs, undermines her own needs, goes with the flow that's dictated by others, is too agreeable in general, does not assert themselves, rarely says no, feels valuable when complying with others, values praises from others, says sorry, 
when no apology is actually required. Takes the blame when not at fault, makes excuses for the faults of others, has little self-awareness. What is at the root of people pleasing? That's the question. This person fears rejection or failure, which may be rooted in early relationships. Perhaps a people pleaser had a parent whose love was conditional. This child may have had to earn her parents' love and affection, or her parent was unavailable emotionally, or the parent's availability was inconsistent. The other question is, do people pleaser look for approval and validation from others? Well, seeking approval and validation from others is a hallmark trait of a people pleaser. This person wants assurance that he or she matters to the people around him. He doesn't look for validation from within. He seeks it everywhere else. Wants to be recognized and accepted by everyone. For the most part, if he feels well-liked, he can relax and like himself as well. So are people pleasers insecure? The answer is yes, they are largely insecure. They want to be well-liked, feel needed, feel appreciated and feel useful. They do not rely on independent thinking. They lack the confidence to do so. Often, they do not even recognize how they even feel. If they don't please others, they worry about being disapproved of and being dismissed. Another question is, are people pleasers conflict avoidant? The answer, big yes. They avoid anger and arguments. Keeping others happy is the goal. And conflict means the people pleaser has failed in that objective. This person may even go far as being the peacemaker between others, hoping to shine a light positive light on themselves. Do overly giving people tell white lies to spare others? Big answer, yes. You may catch your overgiving friend fibbing. He wants to liberate you of information that may feel hurtful to you. Instead of telling the entire truth, you may receive a modified version from your people pleaser. Generally, he does not want to hurt your feelings because he does not want to create displeasure for you. He does not share how he really feels. How others see people pleasers. People who are genuinely big-hearted with their time and efforts have a healthy self-regard. They know what they value as well. A people pleaser, however, does not have high regard. They need to tend to the needs of others, thinking this will fulfill their own emotional needs. In addition, they spend time worrying about what others think about them. They're not pleasing others out of love or benevolence. They're doing so out of fear. So we get to another question. Are women more likely to be people-pleasers? Answer, more women than men do fall in this category. Women are largely humanity's caretakers and they are taught to be more passive, less aggressive. Plus, a people-pleasing woman will not likely be labeled high-maintenance or difficult. She would rather bend over backward than appear fuzzy. Does the people-pleaser frustrate others? Answer, yes. The person who does everything for everyone takes away the personal agency of others. Most of us want to do what is needed for ourselves. And what partner or close loved one wouldn't get annoyed when their people please unfailingly helps beyond what is considered normal. His spouse is so busy helping everyone. She's not taking care of herself. Not eating a balanced diet. Not staying physically active. Not sleeping enough. Another big question is, does the people pleaser feel taken advantage of? Often, those in the orbit of a people pleaser might not even realize that this person is making any sacrifices. In turn, people may unintentionally take advantage of the people-pleaser. They are so familiar with the person's back-bending behavior that they have no clue. And on that note, Krista Resnick writes on tinybuddha.com on three painful consequences to overgiving 
and people-pleasing. People-pleasing, over-helping, over-giving, we can give it lots of different names. But the consequences of putting yourself last all the time are generally the same, she writes. You may have been raised to see giving and helping as a virtuous thing, but hear me say, they are. I believe wholeheartedly that it's, that it's a beautiful thing to serve, support, and help others. However, people pleasers don't always know when to draw the line. They give and give almost as if they have an endless supply of time, energy, and resources. Surprisingly, people pleasing is often about control. It's rooted in your need to try and boost your own self-esteem, avoid conflict, and manipulate the environment into what you need it to be to feel at ease. But I can assure you, there are vast and, and detrimental consequences to working so hard to please and appease others. I know firsthand, my overgiving, overhelping ways were rooted in my deep need to be seen, supported, and cared for. I've experienced fried adrenal glands not once, but twice, from pushing so hard to say yes to everything but me. Let me share with you some of the cause of overgiving and people-pleasing now. Number one is deep resentment. The more you try to please those around you, the less time you have for yourself and the things you need and desire, which then leads to feeling resentful. If your needs aren't being met by others around you, because, let's face it, most people-pleasers aren't being honest and telling our people what we need, it can cause deep heart and anger. It's not other people's job to read our minds. It's our job to speak our truth and to be honest. But often, we fail to do so. So when they don't intuit or just know our needs, we start becoming resentful toward them too. Ah, how can they be so uncaring, we ask. Anger then takes hold. Resentment is what happens when we starve or suppress that anger. Common for the people pleaser. Remember, we need to keep that harmony at all costs. So speaking on behalf of our anger is such a major taboo. And once resentment kicks in, that's when we have the illness of bitterness. Resentment is what leads to long marriages and relationships of contempt, rolling eyes and staying together for the children. It leaks out as criticism, defensiveness and snarky side comments. It explodes in the kitchen at a random comment that actually isn't random. It's simply pressed on the already existing wound. Number two, the loss of identity. People please spend a great deal of time editing themselves so much so that they lose sight of who they really are. When you're always trying to please other people, you often hide yourself or morph into behaving like other people to get what you want. You're a master chameleon, an expert at being anyone other than you. This was my ammo, 100%. I didn't know who I was because I had spent decades trying to be what I thought others would want me to be. It was the only way I knew how to keep myself safe. I'd spent years feeling like I was unlikable, didn't fit in, that I wasn't smart enough. So I simply bought into the notion I had to go along to get along. This led me straight down a path to never understanding what I enjoyed, what I liked, disliked, or needed because I rarely made any choices for myself. I didn't put aside time to myself and explore new things because I had no idea what those things might be. So I just didn't. And continued in my pattern of pleasing and appeasing to my own detriment. Number three, loss of intimacy or loss of relationships. For a typical people pleaser, the relationships often look one-sided. Let me guess, you're the one that plans outings, you're the one that is the listening ear, you're the one who's the shoulder to cry on, everyone calls when they need something, 
you're always holding space for others. This makes you feel needed, wanted, valued, and important. When you stop thinking about it, you realize that you're not getting the same in return. It's not hard to see how it leads to short-lived relationships following a set pattern. Joy and fun at first, then you start feeling exhausted. Then resentment creeps in, followed by a mild confrontation and the inevitable parting of the ways. And I know because this is a pattern I followed more times than I care to confess. Where I had to get honest about the depths of my friendships. Yes, many were fun, but they lacked the support and intimacy I longed for. No one ever asked me about me and what I had going on. No one ever held space for my hurts and frustrations in life. I often felt emptier when I came home from spending an evening together than I did when I left. Fear kept me in those relationships long past their expiration dates. I didn't walk away sooner because I was too scared to be alone. I noticed that I had back from being honest and sharing myself with them. I didn't think I could be intimate or vulnerable, so at some point, the relationship simply expired. Just like a carton of yogurt that gets pushed to the back of the refrigerator, I saw its final date. As I was growing and healing, I began to see that the people I had chosen to be in relationships with were no longer healthy for me. My soul was healing and I was learning to align with relationships that felt honest and authentic. Speaking your truth and asking for what you need doesn't make you a selfish person. It makes you a real person with real needs. And real relationships are only formed when we are willing to be, you guessed it, real. It's okay to want to help and support people. I'm not telling anyone to be a jerk and to never lend a helping hand. However, you need to know where to draw the line. You need to find a balance of helping them and you. We all matter. We all have needs that matter. The only way to get our needs met is to be honest about them and to set healthy boundaries that honor them. Boundaries are not about saying no all the time and demanding things of other people. Boundaries are about knowing where the line is for you and communicating that line in a way that is firm and compassionate so you can flourish and thrive. When set correctly, boundaries give people a choice as to what happens next in the relationship. It's okay sometimes to walk away, but it's also okay to stay in the relationship and practice honesty and intimacy if that feels right. When you start to become familiar with boundary setting, your intuition will guide your next steps. Trust yourself. I know from being a recovering people pleaser that this step alone can be so challenging as you don't really know who we are. So how do we trust ourselves? That small, still voice within has always been there, guiding and leading. The difference is, now you're listening. As usual, be kind to yourself.
Thank mm-hmm. you.